Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Major is here. Major Garrett, like all of our guests, he is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Let's jump into it. Three years ago tomorrow, January 6, 2021, Individuals gathered to hear speakers not far from the Capitol, including the headliner, the then president of the United States, Donald Trump. Donald Trump had spent months telling the public the election was a lie. It was a fraud. They stole it from us. He had every right to challenge it. He went to court up to 60 sometimes. He had one minor victory. That day, after speeches from him and Rudy Giuliani and others, just flat out, let's be clear, lying about the election, thousands and thousands headed for the Capitol. Many didn't head for the Capitol. They just came to hear the speech, or if they headed to the Capitol, they just stayed outside. But others went inside the Capitol, committed acts of violence, chanted, Hang Mike Pence, where is Nancy? And they were doing it to do one thing, to stop our democracy, to overturn an election. An insurrection was taking place. And part of what stands out to me, Major, is the polls coming out now from Republicans, in particular Donald Trump supporters, who are reinventing history. We're acting like Mm -hmm. this is no big deal. Uh, The media is spending too much time on it, including folks who are in prominent positions, including members of the Trump family, uh, Mm -hmm. elected officials, uh, prominent media types, where all their texts are now available. You know this better than I. When they were begging for Donald Trump hour after hour after hour, please come out. Call for these folks to stop. And he sat there and he watched it. So among the things that bother me most is when you see those folks who are like, "Eh, no big deal. Come on, stop talking. about." But in those hours, they were literally begging their father, Mm -hmm. their friend, the president, please make an appearance and try to stop the attack on the Capitol. Mm -hmm. They are not disconnected, Chad. And. This is a really important thing all of us have to understand. Okay. What you all what you said is all accurate and this idea that those who were begging for Trump to do something, pleading with him 
to call off the dogs metaphorically and practically yep. his dogs attacking the Capitol, ransacking it, breaking into it, looking for people to beat up, temporarily arrest or worse in those fraught and terror filled moments when they saw the snarling face of one part of the Trump movement, they begged Trump to call it off. Now they want to sanitize it. They want to reimagine it. They want to de-emphasize it for the exact same reason they were begging Trump on January 6th, because he's in control of it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And they are afraid of it. They are afraid of it when they wear their suits and they go to podiums and they give speeches and they come to the floor and they cast votes and they decide who or who will not be Speaker of the House. Calm, not frantic, not fearful, but still afraid. And in those fraught moments on January 6th, when people were cowering in the gallery wearing gas masks and people with sidearms, were placing furniture in front of the doors with their sidearms pulled, ready to shoot to kill anyone who was mere feet away from coming to the floor of the House of Representatives. They're afraid of the same thing. They are connected. And we cannot forget that connection. And we cannot forget the inherent political logic, terrifying though it is, of that connection. This, when Trump says it's a movement like no other, he's not wrong. He's 100% right. And we have to ask ourselves, in pursuit of what? Yep, exactly. And interestingly, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, is beginning to ask that question. In pursuit of what? What would America look like? And trust me, and we've had this conversation before, and I, mm-hmm. I say this to everyone who was willing to listen to me on this. The story of January 6th never gets better. It only gets worse. It never, it will never get better. Not as a fact. There's more reporting out of Michigan today about the direct involvement of the Trump campaign in lying to electors there to sign documents to criminally misrepresent themselves as the state's certified electors to create confusion and delay and dissension to stop the peaceful transfer of power. It happened in Georgia. It happened in Michigan. It happened in all six of the swing states. That was an effort to subvert the Constitution and repel a peaceful transfer of power. In no way can any American of any party say that is normal, ethical, legal, or constitutional. You cannot. You cannot. That is not a defensible position. You can say you tolerate it. That's different. What your tolerance level is, is up to you. But what our Constitution and our system of laws and the peaceful transfer of power require is not what you're willing to tolerate. And whatever gap exists between those two things is for you to reconcile and decide what your place in this country actually is. 
This man, Major Garrett, along with uh, David Becker, wrote a brilliant book on this topic, The Big Truth, Upholding Democracy in the Age of the Big Lie. It is still available. It's absolutely worth your time. I'll add, you are absolutely allowed to be someone who looks at Joe Biden's policies and disagree on every single one and believe in Republican core principles but also say what happened on January 6th is unacceptable. It is not within the confines of the Constitution. It is criminal, and it cannot happen again. Those two should not be mutually exclusive. Correct. Correct. 100% correct. Because the way we resolve our differences in our country is through a process by which we debate all these issues, we ask questions of our leaders, tough questions. We hold them accountable for things we disagree with. We organize our friends and neighbors. We participate in the process. We cast ballots. And when we're disappointed, we say, you know what, we'll get them next time because our process continues, our conversation continues, and we do not reject America because we didn't win an election we wanted to win. We don't do it that way. If we had chosen that path, we would have never gotten past our first contested presidential election. Joe Biden. Thomas Jefferson and the president. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we, All the way back then. Right. When the House had to decide that array. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we had said, we're not going to take it. No, no, that outcome. No, no, I don't like that outcome. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't exist. All the benefits the world has enjoyed, and there are many, from the very existence of the United States of America. And there are many. And I love this country, and I love what we've done. We have our faults, many deeply embedded faults. Yes, agree. But we are are way ahead on the ratio of good to bad. Yes. For ourselves and for the world. Joe Biden. That doesn't happen unless we continue it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. He is uh, speaking today, Valley Forge. He is going to talk once again, democracy on the line. It's not a coincidence that he has selected Valley Forge historical ties to George Washington. When mm-hmm. when he is speaking, by the way, Donald Trump will be speaking in Iowa, and it appears he's going to uh, try to rally around January 6th just to add to the bizarreness of all of this. But when Joe Biden is appealing and saying democracy is on the line, who is he hoping to influence? He has his core. He knows mm-hmm. the MAGA group wants him out today, believes he's corrupt, uh, Hunter Biden, you name it. Who mm-hmm. is he hoping to get to, and how realistic is it? Well, the voters that were principally responsible for electing him in 2020, suburban voters and exurban voters. Exurbs are the areas between rural America and suburban America. Uh, becoming more densely populated, but not as populated as suburban areas that ring most urban areas in our country. We write about that, David Becker and I do in the book, explaining how the coalition came together and how people believe, well, if Trump got 74 million, how could Joe Biden get 81 million? Well, he got them by taking much larger turnout in urban areas than occurred in 2016. The country was deeply involved in that election in 2020. Turnout increased by more than 21 million from the 2016, a huge boost in the teeth of a pandemic. Everyone was involved. Lots of people participated. And Joe Biden's differential, winning differential, can be found in the suburbs and the exurbs. Those are less partisan attached voters. Urbanites tend to be hardly hard in their attachment to the Democratic Party and policies. Rural Americans, obviously, hard in their attachment to Republican parties. Exurbs and suburbs, more mixed more fluid, more up for grabs. Biden won more of those. Trump lost considerably in those areas as compared to 2016. That's where the election was lost for Trump and won for Biden. Uh, He's trying to get the exact same ring of population, which is not as partisan and motivated, doesn't look at January 6th as a good day, doesn't look at it as an act of patriotism, is appalled by it, and wants to understand what is the direction of our country and its institutions, and its rule of law, and Biden has tried to speak to that. I'll finish with a major talk about a couple polls which have come out uh, New Hampshire. One is Minnesota tied. I'll, I'll start with that. There's a poll showing uh, Dean Phillips now at 21%. The president, who's not on the ballot, is at 58%. I think there's like 15 to 20% undecided. Phillips was on the show for the first time in about a month uh, the other day, I'm sure aware of exit polls. And I said, what's what's your minimum number to get for you to feel like you've established some momentum and more people will pay attention to you? And he said, at minimum, I need to get 25 percent. So I want, to re- I want you to react to that one. And also another poll, which has come out in the last 24 hours out of New Hampshire. The first one that shows Nikki Haley very close to Donald Trump, 37 to 30 Donald Trump at 37, Nikki Haley at 33%.
How realistic is it that Nikki Haley could win New Hampshire? So those two polling questions. So Dean Phillips is probably right. Uh, 25% seems like a good number. That actually seems candid, and I will give him credit for being candid. He doesn't have any reason to be candid, to be that candid, actually, because he may not get to 25%. But if he gets to it, that's something that people would have to pay attention to. It's a write-in. It's not engaged. The Biden campaign is not directly engaged, but they're trying to make sure it's not a substantial embarrassment. And what's going to be interesting in New Hampshire is do Democrats get involved in that conversation, meaning sending a message to Biden, or do they get involved in the Republican conversation? Because you can register on the day of in New Hampshire. Lots of Democrats can, and you can cross party lines and get Mm -hmm. involved depending on where you think you can toggle the switch more aggressively. And if there are Democrats who want to sort of stick it to Trump, they might use Haley and the New Hampshire primary as a vehicle. Um, So that's possible. That's going to be an interesting dynamic. And having not been in New Hampshire, I don't know how Democrats are thinking about this. Do they want to engage in the Biden-Phillips thing, or would they rather engage in the Republican primary just as momentary participants to toggle that switch more aggressively? I don't know. What I do know is New Hampshire is a place for surprises, and candidates like Haley have a much greater chance of surprising in New Hampshire than they do in Iowa. Much greater chance. Ask John McCain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Bush, W. Bush wins in Iowa in 2000 by 10 points. He goes to New Hampshire and loses by 19. Yeah, okay. So these things can happen. What I'm more interested in is, is this, Jack. This is what I'm really interested in, because it goes back to where we started. Let's say Trump underperforms in Iowa. Let's say he wins, but it's closer than it's expected to be. Mm -hmm. Does he do what he did in 2016, denounce the Iowa process? Of course. As corrupt. Of course he will. Then if he goes to New Hampshire and loses New Hampshire, then he denounces that, says that's corrupt, that's rigged. He will. So 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 now Republicans have to listen to him say the exact same things about them. Yep. This is about Biden. Well, how are they going to land with that? Wait a minute. I'm not Biden. Well, you're saying I'm Biden just because you lost? You must. Was that, does that mean everything's just about you? Hello? Yes, it is. It, it is about Hello? you. Hello? <laughs> we know. That is, I'm fascinated that's... to see if that plays out because you know and I know what's going to happen. 100%. I have to go. Great stuff. Have a fabulous weekend. We'll, uh, we'll talk next Happy week. Happy New Year. Happy. Okay. No, 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 no. January 3rd, that's the end of oh. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. No, sing it, Major. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It ends. <laughs> Knock off that nonsense. Hang up on him. In fact, hang up on him right now. Happy New Year. That's it. We're done Happy with him. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Chad. Especially to you. Happy New Year. 53 past 12. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 